And that's why this issue is still relevant. Unless we're willing to shine light on the ugly history of things like this, 9-11, Iran-Contra, and more, we're never going to heal this country and become the constitutional republic we should be. You're listening to The Corbett Report. Hello, friends. James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com. Conversation being recorded on the 18th of June, 2019. And today we're talking once again to Jason Burmis, who you'll remember has been a repeated guest here on the program most recently at the beginning of the year when we were talking about the Dark Overlord 9-11 release. Well, this time we're talking about a different subject, but one that also relates to deep dives through documentation that not many people are doing. So it's good to see that. And if you haven't seen it, why not? You should be uh, following Jason and the work that he is pumping out at his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash InfoWarrior, at a breathtaking rate these days, several videos per day on all sorts of topics. So first of all, hats off, Jason, for the incredible work you're pumping out there. Um, what? Why are you suddenly getting into this so much? What's happening? Um, so yeah, it looks like I'm on my own right now. Um, you know, best wishes to Luke. You know, I just want to let people know without Luke, I would not be doing this stuff at this pace. It was actually about two years ago at last year's Bilderberg. That was mid June, um, that, you know, Luke started getting me to work for, we are change. And I did some part-time stuff. I was there over a year full time. And unfortunately with the demonetization, with the things that way things are working, it's tough to, you know, it is tough to make a living out there. And, um, We've decided to kind of go our separate ways, and I'm just going to be the content monster I've always been. And, uh, you know, I'm using the tools at my disposables. So when you see what I'm doing, I'm trying to make high-quality content that people can understand that's based in mainstream media or video that everybody can watch or, hey, documents that are real. And that's kind mm. of where this story evolves. You know, I am doing 10 minute videos, but I'm also doing long form interviews and deep dives like this one, which I think are really important. Yes, absolutely. And I just uh, finished watching your uh, Bohemian Grove video from the last 24 hours. So tons and tons of material coming out. So hats off to you for that. But today we're going to get in very specifically to an hour long video that you made uh, about 10 days ago. It's called, Is Warren C. DeBruze the Key to Solving the Camelot Mystery? Which is an intriguing title, and of course the Camelot Mystery is code word for the JFK assassination. I assume you're trying to get around the algorithm demonetization bots uh, using the code names and everything, but uh, maybe not so successful with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, right before we did this interview, um, I just had over 25 videos demonetized. Flawed system something we won't really talk about here today. But when we talk about this mystery and how I got into this and the deep dive itself, you know, this stems from a document that I became aware of before I was even doing this professionally, James. Uh, I think it was actually something that I had seen. It was either at prisonplanet.com or Propaganda Matrix. In fact, if you want to go check it out, you can find an internet archive that linked to a dead link of an affiliate of either NBC, ABC, or CBS. So this was on in 2004, basically presented on a local news channel, that there was this document, and it was between John McCone and uh, James Rowley, the heads of the Secret Service and the CIA, respectively. Uh, CIA and Secret Service, respectively. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry, I mixed that up. But uh, yes, absolutely. So you had this document where they were talking about Oswald actually being trained by, quote unquote, this agency. It was from McCone, the head of the CIA. And he said, through the Office of Naval Intelligence. And then they go on to tell a story 
that basically insiders from each organization being the Secret Service, the FBI, and the CIA rogue agents were the actual assassins, but they go into no detail. But twice in the document, they refer to the Debru Memorandum, or I pronounced it Debruy. Later on, I would hear somebody else say his name. Um, that's what caught my eye. I thought, well, you know what? With all this documentation that's out there on JFK and it's coming out, why don't I see if this is nonsense? Because I actually came across a video of you talking about this document, how it had been debunked. Now, previously I'd looked into it, and it was the James Randi Forum, who had debunked a lot of my stuff on 9-11 in the past that I was extremely skeptical of. So I looked through their debunking. I wasn't convinced. Uh, I had seen some other people who had done some Photoshop work, but I wanted to make sure. And, hey, I've been wrong. I'm a human being. I want to make sure what I'm putting out there is not nonsense. So I searched for this man, and lo and behold, what I found was just stuff that blew my mind. First of all, I found out that there indeed was a Debru or Debruy memorandum. And to me, it holds the keys to unlocking what actually happened that day. So I went to the two data dumps um, live on the air, actually, for News for a Change, the backup channel for We Are Change, and showed people what documents had McCone in them, what had Rowley in them, how this was not there, but Warren C. DeBru was, and he was in some really interesting places. He happened to be the field agent in charge of Oswald while he was at the Fair Play for uh, Cuba Committee in New Orleans. And then these documents also showed that he followed Oswald to Dallas before the assassination and stayed after the assassination. It was actually more research that I did into the name where I found these two uh, publications from, I think it was 1996 and 1998, respectively, and they were inner FBI books that were basically these special agents that before they died, it was almost like read like an obituary of what you had done. And who is in there? But Warren C. DeBrew. So Warren C. DeBrew in this, it is claimed that he did the 800-page initial overnight investigation into JFK, a document I believe we have never seen to this day. And it was just that one field note that revealed this to me. Then you found that his, we his website that was put up by his family actually mentioned this same fact and that it was at the behest of Lyndon Baines Johnson. So from there, I found out that he was also testifying during the House Senate Intelligence Committee. And through that testimony, he was denying that in a CBS special, he had been named as Oswald's handler. That's where I find the CBS special. And in it, he denies ever seeing or knowing Oswald, while another FBI informant of his, Oresta Pena, claims he saw him with Oswald many times, including eating dinner, and Pena himself probably worked for the CIA and also got a passport on the same exact day Oswald would get his passport when it would have been absolutely impossible to do so, and he claimed he never saw him there. There was just so much. This was a wealth of information, James. And, uh, you know, to find all this stuff out, watch this man make his denials, have documentation now that proves otherwise. It was mind-blowing. Yes. Yes, it is. And I, I really hope people will go and watch your full video because, again, you lay out all this documentation and different things and you can actually see 
Warren DeBrew did basically lie um, on camera. No, I don't. I can't recall having any contact. Uh, and you can tell that he is not telling the full truth. Um, there's so much documentation to go through here and so many different pieces to this puzzle. One of which is a statement that you made there about um, Warren DeBrew. Obviously, he, as you point out yeah, through an FBI... Uh, what was the name of that friend society, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They had a report in the 1990s that revealed that Warren DeBrew was the author of the Overnight Analysis, the 800-page um, memorandum that is referred to in the McCone Rally memo. Um, but you, you say that he was there with uh, or following or with, contacting or with uh, Oswald before the assassination. What's the sourcing on that again? So, you know, you would think that the sourcing would have come from the video I found. But if you watch my previous video, How to Name Kennedy's Killers, I actually show you on video that it is in the data dumps that uh, Trump did get done. Between those two data dumps, you found documentation that Warren DeBrew was, in fact, the agent following Oswald during the Fair Play for Cuba committee. You saw his papers where he actually left New Orleans for assignment at Dallas and then you saw his paperwork extending his stay at Dallas after the assassination for some time to come. Nowhere in there does it say what he's actually doing, that he's putting that 800-page report together. But you find that from that inner uh, FBI book. I mean, I don't know what else to call it, the FBI Society book, where, again, it's, it's really an internal thing for special agents that have worked in that agency. Now, I bring this up because there is a, a December 31st, 63 memo um, written by DeBrew um, that indicates that uh, he was uh, tracking uh, New Orleans. And I, I think Lee Harvey Oswald specifically mentioned in that document, um, referring to a report from 1025-63. And I think there's been some confusion indicating that that meant that DeBrew was in Dallas since in October 63. But this report was apparently filed at New Orleans. And no, he followed him in late October. That's where you can find the documentation that he leaves for Dallas. I'm almost positive. I'd have to go okay, back. I need to, yeah, I need to double check that too. Cause I'm not, I'm, uh, yeah, I'll have to double check. Cause that, that, um, I believe was in your Kennedy killers revealed how to name names video, right? We'll, yes, we'll yes, link to that yes. one as well. And, uh, I'll need to re go through that because right now at the moment, That's I can't. That's an hour it. too. I think that one's like 50 minutes as well. Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, it's yeah. a big, I mean, again, there's so many different documents. This goes in so many different directions. But long story short, I mean, as people probably know by now, the official story from the beginning held that we had no idea. We, Oswald wasn't FBI. He wasn't CIA. We had no records on him. Yeah, he kind of went to the Soviet Union and defected. And there was a short FBI interview on his way back in the door. But that's it. And blah, blah, blah. And people who don't know about the absolute insanity of that story. Uh, I would suggest they go back to my uh, Meet Lee Harvey Oswald sheep-dipped uh, sheep-lip-dipped patsy, I believe was the name of that uh, that video, which was recently put on BitChute and DTube because it was scrubbed from YouTube. Um, so go re-watch that or re-listen to that and get that story. But what, so what does this new information or this newly uncovered information about DeBrew, what does that add to our understanding of Oswald? Well, to me, uh, along with the documentation that the FBI was actually warned of the attacks in Dallas the week before by the same man that says he was sure that uh, Oswald was an FBI informant outside of Pena, by the way. So that's two people that called him an informant. 
we know that he went there and was followed by this special agent. Now, these revelations to me say that that document that DeBru put together probably names names that were actually involved in the assassination. However, because of his background in military intelligence and because he did it at the direction of Lyndon Baines Johnson, there's also the possibility that there's some limited hangout in there. You know, whenever I do these deep dives, I also show that infamous video where the Secret Service agent is pulled off of the uh, end of Kennedy's uh, car just before he shot. And the reason that this is significant is because it's anything but normal. And you can tell he is visibly upset. He throws his hands in the air several times. That screams inside job at the highest levels in the Secret Service. So now you know that Oswald's connected to the FBI and his own mother in that uh, Camelot video says that she suspected he was CIA the entire time as well. You have to ask yourself, this was this was what is known as a deep state operation, period, amen. And did they use people in, uh, in organized crime? Absolutely. Did they use people in the CIA? Absolutely. The FBI? Absolutely. The Secret Service? Absolutely. And I really think that if we ever do get this memorandum that we now know 100% exists, we're going to get some names named. I think it'll be an important part of history. Well, on that note, I do see that uh, there is a post on Reddit uh, called Warren C. DeBrew's Connection with Lee Harvey Oswald. It's a link to a Scribd.com uh, document. And the, the, there's only one comment on this thread. I'll put the link in the show notes for people who are interested. The one con comment says, the post linked above is the DeBruy mem memorandum mentioned in this link. And it gives a link to the McCone Rowley memo. Um, interesting. Intriguing. Is this the DeBru memorandum? Really? The 800-page report? But go to the link and it's 404. It doesn't exist anymore. So I don't... <laughs> I don't, I imagine this is not the link. Um, I'm assuming this is not the 800 page report. But anyway, there's something online that was claimed well, to I would be. Well, I'll this, James. You know, I, I when I do that uh, Kennedy Killers deep dive, you know, I have every single document that has ever been released at my fingertips. I spell DeBru several different ways because it is misspelled in the supposed McCone Rowley. Uh, memorandum. So I, I spelled it several different ways. I pulled up all documents at all relative to that, and none of them are near 800 pages. So you yeah. tell me what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, uh, I, I don't think we've seen that report. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to challenge you a bit. I still don't believe the McCone Rally memo is real. I still don't oh, believe that's legit. So uh, DeBru, clearly real. Clearly real information. That does not mean that the memo itself is real. It means that it does contain true information, information that may not have even been widely available when the memo was first seen. But there are many different explanations, possible explanations for that. One of which is that it is a known intelligence agency tactic to leak, strategically leak certain information in false documents or altered documents along with garbage information so that then they can debunk the garbage information and say, hey, look, it's all it's all a wash. Or to hide sources, or there are many different reasons why they may strategically leak information. Um, but there's a lot more info about this McCone Rowley memo. And obviously there's now 15 years of research into it and what is it and who did it come from and all of this. I'm going to direct people to McCone-Rowley.blogspot.com, which is a site that was started by Gary Buell 
14 years ago. And over the period of 2005 to 2013, he collected a, a number of different snippets from around the web about this memo and where it came from. Gary himself got the memo from James L. Moore, who is the originator of this memo. And James L. Moore, um, apparently, he says he got it from an FBI agent in 68 and neglected to write about it for two and a half decades <laughs> and then put it into a, a tabloid article that he wrote in the 90s, which was then picked up by Dick Russell and put into a book that Dick Russell wrote on the assassination. And that's where a lot of people got this the first time. And Dick Russell in that book said, oh, this is from the National Archives. But when he was contacted about that, he went, oh, you know, that was my mistake. It, I, I, I never saw the memo. I, I just read about it in that James L. Moore article. Um, so, and so I think Dick Russell actually took it out of the, uh, subsequent editions of that book. James L. Moore himself the guy that apparently was handed this document and held on to it for three decades before writing about it, he then, uh, apparently, the latest I've heard from him is that he says he believes it is not an authentic document, but that it contains real information. And he, he talks about the different typographical things and, and uh, you know, the CO code number and all of that that doesn't conform to CIA um, uh, document labeling and what have you. He says it looks like a fake document, but the information in it is real, which I think could be a, a, a real possibility. Also, I mean, look at the third page, the signature page with McCone, completely generic paragraph that could be on, probably is on almost anything, any memo he ever wrote, and then a signature. So that's easy enough to fake. And then secondarily, the Soviet mind control crap that is in that memo yeah. seems smells to me like crap that's been inserted in order well, that's to interesting. you know yeah. and that's why i love by the way you james corbett because without you i would have never found this stuff and i think it is good to challenge these things i'm a human being i make mistakes does it have real information does it have disinformation and i thought that those same claims were either fantastical or, you know, again, we know the MK Ultra program did start in the 50s. This is taking place, you know, in the beginning of the 60s. How much did they get done? I did a, a lot of videos over on the personal channel about that as well. Um, you know, a lot of people have claimed there were a lot of failures there. But what were the triumphs? And, uh, you know, we're just learning now about, uh, for instance, cybernetic mice that are being controlled in their brains openly. And even then, they were putting electrodes in uh, bulls and other animals to control their behavior and control their mind. So I don't know that we, you know, have, have written history on this, but does it scream of disinformation? Possibly. I love that there's a mind like you who have done great things, not only sheep dipped uh, Oswald, but sheep dipped McVeigh, because we need more people to understand this information. Because again, there's so many tricks in the intelligence agency bag, like leaking uh, or altering a document with with real info and juicy nuggets that researchers will go on to and then putting some poison pills in there as well. That's one trick that they use. So we have to be aware of that. And we have to be skeptical of everything, even things that seem to confirm things that we tend to believe. Oswald CIA, sure. But here's the memo proving it. 
You know, we don't know where exactly it came from, or we can't find it anywhere else, and it has all this other info. I mean, we have to be skeptical of everything that we receive. So I'm just going to put that out there. And as I say, I'll put the link to mcconerally.blogspot.com in. I'll put a link to an education forum thread um, from several years ago about DeBrew that includes it links to his HCSA testimony and um, some church committee testimony, as well as some analysis of that. There's lots of stuff out there in bits and pieces, and and researcher researchers like the the real people who have been in in this for decades have talked about this to, at, uh, at least here and there. So I think I'll throw some of that in there. But there's so much important information here, and as I say, the brew obviously real and a real key piece to whatever the real story is, and that's why we need more people looking into this and doing what you do. Roll up your sleeves, get into the archives, look at the documents, find more stuff, and spread it. That's what this is about, and that's the open source investigation that I'm always talking about. That's why I put all the links to everything in the show notes, so that you can go in there and start getting getting your uh, hands dirty as well. So my hat's off to you for doing that, Jason. And, you. you know, this is what it's all about, and that's why I love your channel, I love what you're doing, I hope people will follow your work. Um, uh, okay, so... I knew, there's no way to even begin wrapping up a conversation like this because we barely even got into it. There's a million things to say. But anything else on, on this JFK topic that you want to get to before we leave? You know, I just say this. When a president comes into the White House and says that he's going to clean up the deep state and then he twice fails what he promised to show you the deep state that killed a president in the early 1960s that existed 50 plus years ago. You know, one, they are still very in control, and two, the, the president's power is limited. No matter how good-meaning and well-wishing they are going in saying, we're going to do this, that's how we get the Pompeos, the Haspels, and uh, the Boltons of the world, and that's why this issue is still relevant. Unless we're willing to shine light on the ugly history of things like this, 9-11, Iran-Contra, and more. We're never going to heal this country and become the constitutional republic we should be. 1,000% right. Uh, that is such an important point to make. Yeah, absolutely. There was a cover-up of 11-22-63, and now Trump is actively a part of that cover-up. So, sorry, QAnon followers and Trump mega to the rescue. No, it's not true. They are still covering up the truth, and we still have to dig through and try to discover the pieces that we can. So once again, hats off to you, youtube.com slash InfoWarrior. And I'll put in another plug for your channel because it was just a couple days ago that I saw your video on the Boss Town Dynamics parody video of uh, the workers assaulting the Atlas robot, which is so bizarre to me because it was one week ago, as people who watch my channel know, I did a video where I mentioned the original, the Boston Dynamics, the actual video um, that they did of Atlas several years ago, where they're hitting things out of his hand with a hockey stick and pushing him over with a tube and stuff. The actual video that this parody obviously took off from. I was talking about that just last week, apropos of just random stuff that I was looking at. And suddenly within, literally, it must have been within hours of me talking about that, Boss Town Dynamics comes out with this new viral parody of that several-year-old viral video. It's crazy. But those are the kind of things that happen when you're looking at this. Anyway, hats off to you for finding that and calling people out for promoting it <laughs> as real. That was uh, funny. That was funny. You, and, yeah. You know, 
It shows, you know, what he's talking about, guys, is that I think when I actually did the video, the thing had probably almost 100 million hits, a two-minute clip on Twitter, and everybody was saying, oh, they're going to use this as the propaganda when the robots take over against human beings. I'm like, this is a parody. It doesn't even look that good, number one. And I remember, I keep up on this stuff, you know, I think they have like less than 40 videos over the last 10 years at Boston Dynamics, and I've seen pretty much all of them. And I'm like, let's be more concerned that the thing is doing flips and jumping and running and attached to nothing than people hitting an autonomous object with a ball and you getting worried about it. Right, being- exactly. Well, as I say, I did play the clips of the real Boston Dynamics video from several years ago where they were pushing him over and hitting things yeah. out of his hand and stuff. And that video, I remember at the time, that video had the same kind of comments. This is the beginning of Skynet and all that kind of stuff. You know, the robots will talk about this. So it's it's so, yeah, it's so weird the way these parodies and satires pop up and then... As I say, you can debunk the satire parody video, but then there's the real video. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is the crazy way this this stuff works. Anyway, I wouldn't have even known about that parody video unless I was watching your channel. So once again, hats off to you. Hope people will check it out. Uh, Jason Burmis, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, James. Anytime. And everybody, James Corbett does some of the best work out there. Make sure you're checking out all of his stuff and sharing it everywhere you can, because obviously the algorithm is working against both of us. All right. Right back at you. The Corbett Report is brought to you by you. Your support makes the Corbett Report possible. Sign up for the subscriber newsletter or purchase a DVD at corbettreport.com support.